I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey friends and welcome back to the pod. Today we are going through some eco-friendly and saving money tips so that you can be kind to the planet. And you know what? So tip number 10, energy and water saving appliances. And when I talk about appliances, what I mean are things like washing machines, dishwashers, TVs, fridges, pretty much all of the things that you have in your place. These items are often more expensive to purchase upfront if they are energy and water saving, but over a long term, they can actually save you more money and also they're better for the planet because they consume less energy and less water as well. I think there are actually some calculators that you can have a look at online that actually compare the prices of energy and water saving appliances versus not energy and water saving appliances. And even though some of the energy and water saving appliances may be a little bit more expensive upfront, they actually work out the calculations of how much money these items can save you over a long term. And the numbers are actually quite interesting. You can actually save quite a lot of money by buying the energy and water saving appliances. Yeah, it's very good. And you can also like sometimes like higher end, you know, appliances, they always have like eco mode. So what we used to do on our washing machine, and you know that, Connie, because I used to put like a sticker on the washing machine or on the washing powder so that you remember to put eco mode. Yeah, yeah, because I always used to forget to run eco mode on our washing machine. So when I put the clothes in the washing machine, I would just run it there and then. But Pablo put this little sticky note on the washing powder that said eco mode. So then whenever I would put the washing powder in, I would see the note and I'd remember to put on eco mode. So maybe something you can do if you are a bit forgetful like me, or if you have a partner or a roommate who is also a bit forgetful like me, maybe something you could do. Yeah, that's good. And like, yeah, if you have roommates or if you're like lots of people, you can like cook in batches or cook a lot of food at the same time and like, you know, put all in the oven or even just use air fryer if there's not much stuff. You start using an air fryer like for overnight oats. <gasps> I love it. Baked oats. Oh, it's the best thing ever. So essentially it's kind of like a milkshake or like a protein shake, but you just put in an egg and a bit of baking soda. And so then, yeah, you blend it and then put it in like a little ceramic tin in the air fryer and it rises. Air fryers are pretty interesting too because that can actually help you save electricity as well because often when you heat up a whole entire oven, there's a lot of space there and sometimes you're only reheating food so you don't really need to have the whole oven on, especially if you're reheating, I don't know, a couple of chips or something or if you want to make a hash brown. It doesn't really make sense to heat up your whole oven And that's why air fryers can be a good option. Obviously, it's another kitchen appliance and it is expensive, but it could save you on your power bill if you do use an air fryer a lot instead of having to use your oven. Yeah, really cool. And your auntie, she talked about like this special bag, right, to cook? Yeah, yeah. This bag is really, really cool. I love the concept. It's called a wonder bag. And what it is, it's essentially this bag which is filled with 
lots of layers of really thick materials, so it insulates heat really well. So it's basically a non-electric slow cooker. So what you do is you'll put on a pot of food. Let's say you're making a curry and you bring it to the boil. After you take the curry and the pot off the heat, you can put it in your Wonder Bag, store it, insulate it, it locks in all of the heat, and then it will just slow cook your food throughout the day. So let's say you put it on in the morning, you go to work, you come back home from work, and your meal is already cooked with no electricity except for boiling it in the morning. So it's pretty amazing. And they also are a really good company because when you buy a Wonder Bag, it actually gives a wonder bag to someone in a developing country, which I just think is a really, really wonderful concept and saving money and saving the planet too and helping out people in need. I just love it. Very good. Do they do actually men's size bags? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, because Quinny wants to put me in the bag. She, every <laughs> morning she's like, I'm going to cook you. I'm going to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> It's not just me, actually. Someone's like one of Pablo's friends said that he wanted to like eat him as well. <laughs> I'm a hey, target. You just look cute. I don't know. You just look tasty, Pablo. I'm what can like, I say? Uh, food. <laughs> in your eyes. Uh, anyway. What's the next tip, Queen? Number nine. Next tip is buying things secondhand. You can purchase things secondhand, like secondhand furniture on Facebook Marketplace. You can buy secondhand clothes and items on places like eBay and Depop. And not only will you save around 30, 50, even 70% off the retail price of these items, but it's also better for the planet as well because you're buying something that somebody's no longer using. So good for the planet, good for your wallet as well. Yeah, we recently like bought this Patagonia shirt actually on Depop. First purchase there. That was really good. Like we got this $25 t-shirt that was like when we checked online was like maybe 60 or $70. Yeah. So like more than half price. Yeah. And that was really good quality. So I think like for quality item and if you want like more branded stuff and you can find those or like, you know, at Vinnie's or like uh, op shops. But also like Depop nowadays, like it's more, I guess, the era like online and you have the app. So it's really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, highly recommend it. And if you do have any items just lying around your home that you're not using, maybe consider selling them on places like Marketplace, eBay or Depop. Because not only will you free up some of your space in your home, but you can also make some money. And you're also helping out somebody because you're giving your items that you're not using to somebody who actually will use those items. So win-win. Yeah, that's really good. And in our building, actually, what's something really cool that, you know, people just, they have this small table and they actually like bring items there that they don't really use, like uh, just random stuff, like for cocktails, for plates, you know, pots, whatever, like people, when they move out, or they just don't use it. And then it's like kind of this friendly you know, you drop, you take something. And then every time we come back to the apartment, Queenie is like, hey, look, there's this free stuff. I, I just want to see what the free stuff is. Maybe we need it. Maybe we don't. But I don't know. It's nice. It's like a little economy. I think it's really good if we can start doing that more within our community. Yeah, that would be great. I think it's really great if we can start doing more of that in our community, maybe giving things that you no longer need anymore, something to a friend. And yeah, it, I think what goes around comes around as well. So it's a really good thing to do. Yeah, very good. And like, you know, we give free content here. So if you want to subscribe for free. And turn on the bell notification so you don't miss an episode. 
Yeah, because we have an episode next week. I know we said it last week, but about saving money tip on travel. And I think this one will be really good. Yeah. So you know what to do. What's the next tip, Queenie? Oh, I honestly love this so much. I am so obsessed. So reusable menstrual products. My friend Natalie told me that she bought a menstrual cup and I bought one for myself because I wanted to try it out. And it's honestly just so much better than buying pads and tampons because not only do I save money by not having to buy pads and tampons every time, but it's also better for the planet as well because I'm not throwing out these disposable items into the bin that go to landfill. So I actually ran the calculations. Buying a menstrual cup is more expensive to purchase upfront. And there are some menstrual cups that are a little bit more on the expensive side. I bought one personally that was $40. But even with a $40 menstrual cup, I worked out the numbers. I still break even within only four months of having it. And over a lifetime, reusable menstrual products can save you thousands and thousands of dollars and also thousands of pads and tampons from going into landfill as well. And if you don't like the menstrual cups, you can also even try out period underwear as well. There are lots of really great reusable products on the market, so definitely check it out. Nice. I'll check it out. I'll take a look at it. <laughs> well, I think for men, they have like this fart underwear. Oh, yeah? You know, if you fart, doesn't smell everywhere. Interesting. I mean, it's not the same problem. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. Yeah, what's something for men? I don't know. More reusable stuff. I think razors. Like, razors, you know, like yeah. Usually, like razors are very cheap up front and they're like this razor blade that are expensive and that's how they make money. Mm, that's very true. But women also use razors. Yeah, women do use razors. And pay the pink tax. Yeah, that is interesting. Actually, I did some research on the pink tax. They actually did outlaw it in Australia where we're from. So companies aren't allowed to charge more money for female products compared to male products, but there are some countries around the world where the pink tax actually still does exist. So pink razors for women would be more expensive than the male version of the razors, even if they're exactly the same product. And the reason why they do this is because they say, oh, we spend more money on marketing towards women. But yeah, just just keep an eye out for the pink tax and yeah, just be aware because we don't want to be paying that pink tax. Oh. And that's why you can buy like men's razor, which are the same usually. But what thing that was interesting when we were actually researching for that video, we could not find the exact same men and women. And I think that's how they go around, you know. There is one with three blades for men and the one with four blades for women. Or there's a pack of three and then a pack of two. And that's how they all go around with like not having the exact same product and maybe being slightly more expensive. But then they say, oh, it's a different product. Yeah, exactly. It was really hard to work out the prices because, yeah, for example, the razors for men might have four blades, the razors for women might have three blades, even though they're pretty much identical products. So, yeah, just be aware of it. Be yeah. aware of the pink tags. And shop both sides, you know, like for men and women. Because sometimes even women pro can be also cheaper. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, that's something that we noticed. Some of the women's products were actually cheaper like deodorants and things like that. So, yeah, why the blue, not? Blue tax. <laughs> the blue tax. And and for men, like a really good one with razor blades is looking into like the, the safety razors and stuff. I think a lot of people get scared of them because it's just a razor blade. But once you get good at them, 
um, they're, they're pretty easy to use and it's a lot cheaper. I mean, upfront, some of those safety razors are like a hundred bucks, but then buying little packets of razor blades is really, really cheap. Like sometimes under a dollar, uh, and they last, they last forever. Ah, it's very good. Mm, really tip. good. Love it. The next tip is buying quality items over quantity. So there are some items that can be more expensive to purchase upfront, but they end up lasting a lot longer over the lifetime. And if you are in a position to be able to afford more expensive products, like maybe more expensive clothes or better quality items, I think it's definitely worth uh, looking out for because it is better for the planet and often they end up costing you a lot less over the long term. I wanted to include this example of this pair of shoes that I actually bought. I bought them about seven or eight years ago when we were in Paris and uh, we were shopping in this designer outlet and I saw this pair of shoes. It was around $500 for a designer pair of boots. They were on sale, but they obviously were still very expensive and I hesitated for such a long time because I had never spent that much money on a pair of shoes before. I ended up biting the bullet and buying the pair of shoes and seven or eight years later, I still have this pair of shoes. They still look brand new and they've lasted such a long time. So when you actually work out the cost per wear of these boots, it would have only costed me a couple of dollars per wear to wear. And I love these this pair of shoes so much. When you compare that to cheaper shoes that I bought, I actually bought another pair of shoes around the same time for about a fraction of the price. And this pair of shoes, it, it really they really do look old. I don't wear that, that pair of shoes anymore. So you can really see with some items in particular, uh, it can be worth it to spend a little bit more money up front and have them last a lot longer. Not saying that every product is like this because there are some products that are expensive and you might not necessarily get the quality but if you are more intentional with your purchases, I think it is definitely worthwhile over the long term. Yeah, for sure. And you bought those shoes at the outlet as well. Yeah, yeah. Designer outlet. So they were around, I think, more than half price. So yeah, still very expensive, but save some money on that. So that's always good. That's really cool, the outlet. And is there anything else like people can do like when they can't find in-store you know, in the outlet? Yes, absolutely. So there are websites like Shopback and Cash Rewards that will give you cash back on your purchases online. Usually you can save anywhere from 2% up to even 50% off your items just by installing these Chrome extensions for free and having these apps on your phone. So definitely worth checking out. We have included some links below in the show notes and you can get some free money. We can get some free money. So win-win. Yeah, free money is always good. <laughs> yeah, what's better than free money? I don't think anything better. Yeah, free money that is also good for the planet as well. Eco-friendly uh, saving money. Good <laughs> for your wallet. Exactly, exactly. Nice. What's the next tip, Queenie? Light bulbs. Light bulbs. So LED light bulbs are usually more expensive to buy up front than filament light bulbs, but they can be a lot cheaper over the long term. So if you have a look in the shops and you see one light bulb for $5, one light bulb for $50, that's not the end of the story because often that $5 light bulb can actually end up costing you more money on your electricity bill than the $50 light bulb. And often the light bulbs that are LED last a lot longer than the cheaper light bulbs. So that's definitely something to work out. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think, Daniel, you had something about 
light bulbs or lights in general, right? Uh, we, we were talking about it last week, um, and I said I, I had the Philips Hue lights, the smart bulbs, um, which on top of being LEDs and, and saving electricity by not drawing as much power, uh, they're great. If, if someone, if you're someone like me who uh, I forget to turn lights off all the time, you can automate the smart bulbs to turn off. You know, if you if you have a schedule and you know you go to work every day, um, you can have all the lights in the house turn off and then even turn on just before you walk into the door. So if you get home after it's dark, lights are waiting for you, but they haven't been on all day. Um, and I've definitely noticed like it, it does make a little bit of a difference to the electricity bill for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good to be able to schedule like any. Lights or even appliances can be good because then you can turn off everything when you are away and then save electricity like that. Absolutely, absolutely. And another good thing for the smart bulbs as well is as a security thing, if you're gone for a long period of time, uh, you can set up some automations for the lights to turn on and off when they would if, if you were home because often a big thing for sure if, if someone was thinking about breaking into your house, if they see lights turning on and off, uh, that's obviously an indicator that you're home. So it's it's a good little security tip as well for no mm. extra cost. Yeah, that's very good. Very good tip. Because that good was tip. one of the things in the Qantas app, right? Yeah, Qantas Wellbeing app is amazing. And one of their tips for home security is, yeah, basically getting someone to come into your place, switch on the lights when you're on holidays or something like that. So, yeah, if you have the Philips smart bulbs, oh, any you don't have bulbs. to do that. Yeah, any smart bulbs. Very cool. And this one, I think, is a bit more of a Pablo hack because you're the one that initially told me about it. Yeah, the trend. I think because I guess there's no trend really in Australia that good trends. Like the fast trains that go from city to city. We don't really have that yet. Hopefully we get one soon. Yeah, but in Europe, like most people actually travel by trains. I mean, it's much faster because you don't have to go to the airport, you know, go three hours in advance. You can just go like 10, 15 minutes before and get up in your train, and then you arrive in the center of the city, you live from the center of the city, so it's really easier that way. You keep, like, phone or 4G or whatever, you know, you're always data. And you can travel anywhere in Europe, like, you know, you can go from Paris to London, actually, because there is this train under the water, and it's, like, two hours or less. You can go to Belgium, Amsterdam, can go anywhere, and it takes much, it's much faster. And also, like, you can, obviously, it's better for the planet and, like, uh, cheaper. So if you buy your train ticket in advance, usually, you'll save a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. We love traveling by trains whenever we're traveling in Europe because not only do you save time not having to go to the airport, line up there, do all the border control and security hours before, and you also arrive directly in the city from place to place because you're going from the main train station of one city to the main train station of another city. Really good in Asia as well. We were in China and we traveled from Shanghai to Beijing by train. And that train experience was so pleasant. It was really, really fast. The scenery was really cool. It was like you went into the the country of like China and like all the, the rice fields and stuff. It was really, really cool. So if you're traveling around Europe or Asia, anywhere that where they have those really fast bullet trains, definitely consider getting a train over a plane because you can end up saving money. It's better for the planet. And it's also quicker as well when you take into account not having to get catch an Uber to the airport, you know, not being in the city when you arrive at your destination. So, yeah, really good tip. Yeah, it's really good. And hopefully they will have a fast train from Melbourne to Sydney. 
because at the moment I think it's the top five road in the world. Yeah, it is. When you have a look at the top five most busiest routes in the world, Sydney to Melbourne is often in that top five. Even when you take into account countries like India, China, places in Seoul, uh, you know, places in Europe that are way, way, way higher populated than Australia. So, yeah, I hope one day we'll have a fast train from Melbourne to Sydney. If there are any politicians or people in government watching or listening to this podcast, you have our support for yeah. putting that in. And don't forget to put a five-star review if you enjoy it. <laughs> okay, so next tip, electric vehicles. So we actually recently purchased a Tesla and there are a lot of rebates depending on where you live in the world. We got around $3,000 off the price of our car because of the electric vehicle rebate. And there's even a fringe benefits tax exemption on EVs. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Which means that if you are an employee on a novated lease, you don't need to reimburse your company for the personal use percentage of your car. And if you're a business owner, you can actually write off 100% of your car on business use, even if you do use some of it for personal use. So it can end up saving you quite a bit of money because of those government incentives. Not only that, but EVs also do have cheaper running costs. We ran the numbers ourselves. It's around two to four times cheaper to charge an EV than to buy petrol for the same distance. And there are even places where you can charge your EV for free. We have a shopping center where we usually go and we can charge it completely for free. And I know that EVs can be more expensive to purchase upfront than petrol or diesel cars, but there are some EVs coming into the market that are under $50,000 and a lot more affordable than they used to be. And yeah, there's also something to keep in mind if you are in the market to purchase a new car. There will be a total ban on the sale of new petrol and diesel cars by 2030. So that's something to keep in mind because... If you do purchase a new petrol or diesel car, those cars might depreciate a lot more in the future because we're coming up to this ban pretty soon. So if you are in a position to be able to purchase a newer vehicle or an EV, it might be worth it for you. So definitely have a look at that. Yeah, it's really good. And like you said, like charging it, you know, it's so much cheaper than petrol. And like coming on the next tip, which is solar panel, you can even charge the car at home for free. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you have solar panels on your house, it can be really, really cheap to charge an EV, especially if you do charge your car when you're not using your solar. Like let's say, for example, during the day when there's a lot more sun and you're not using a lot of electricity, you can charge your car then and then your car will store all the power there. And, you know, you can use your power when sell the rest of your power back to the grid. Solar panels can often be more expensive to purchase up front, but over a couple of years, the running costs 
can be a lot cheaper. You save a lot more money on your electricity bill and it's better for the planet as well. Yeah, very good. And we learned something quite interesting about the batteries, right, with the electric cars. So usually the batteries will potentially last longer than the car itself. So when the car dies or when you can't really use the car anymore, you can technically take the battery out and use it for something else like storing battery in your home. Yeah, so that's a really cool benefit of EVs. Obviously, EVs, there is an environmental cost to mine the materials used for EVs, but the more you use an EV, the better it is for the planet because the the running costs of electricity and the environmental costs generally net out better for EVs than petrol or diesel cars. And also, you can recycle the batteries as well, which will be really good for the future when more people are, you know, using solar panels in their homes. Nice, very good. What's the next tip, Queen? Number two. So I really, really like this tip. Buying reusable products instead of disposable products. And there are so many products that you can swap out for reusable products. For example, buying a reusable drink bottle. Often it's more money up front, but you save money over the long term and you don't have to keep on buying water bottles every time. So good for the planet and for your wallet as well. Yeah, it's very good. Like water bottles are good, especially like, you know, when you go to the airport, usually you always have to throw out your water and you have to buy water in the airport, which is like $10, $20, I don't know. So expensive. Uh, But if you bring your water bottle, you can have it emptied and then just fill up just after the airport and get like free water. Yeah, exactly. Reusable baking paper. This is something that we purchase. So it's it's basically like a baking mat. And instead of having to rip out a new sheet of baking paper every time and throw it in the bin, you just have a reusable baking sheet of paper and it saves you money in the long term. Yeah, this one is really good. Only like disclaimer is annoying to clean. It is a bit annoying to clean. It gets a bit oily, but uh, yeah, really good for the planet. And another one, Pablo, you got these from Amazon, right? The Ziploc. Another one. Another one. <laughs> yeah, Tupperware like Ziploc. But I think I got those from Amazon, you know, because sometimes Tupperware are good, but it's like quite bulky and annoying to have a box and expensive to buy a box. But we got like, I think, 30 Ziploc bag, and then these are really good to go in the freezer, like for a hot pot uh, stuff that if you buy lots of things in bulk, and then you can just store it like, you know, with not much. Bags, yeah. yeah, and then just keep them in the freezer. Exactly. And then as you use more of them, obviously you can squeeze out the air of the Ziploc bags and fit more things in your freezer. Yeah, very good. Also for cleaning, like I think microfiber, like reusable microfiber cloth are really good because first it's easier to clean with that. You just chuck them into the washing machine with eco mode. <laughs> yes, eco mode, yes. And then, yeah, you just, it's much easier to clean and then you reuse those. And like yeah. extra tip, you can even make your own cleaning product with like, you know, white vinegar and all this stuff and then saving even more money. Exactly. Something to be mindful of if you do have stone bench tops, just make sure that the cleaning product that you are making for yourself is safe for those stone bench tops because sometimes vinegar and acidic products can damage the bench tops. So just a note there. And another thing is reusable makeup wipes. I used to buy disposable makeup removal pads and wipes 
And I used to use so many of these products and just throw them in the bin. But now I have these reusable makeup cloths and it's so much better for my skin because it takes off the product really well. And then when I'm finished, I can just put them in the washing machine, completely cleans them and I don't have to keep on buying these products. Yeah, that's very good. And one also good thing that I think your friend like Michelle is doing, if she's listening, Hi, Michelle. Love you, uh, Michelle. Uh, she makes like those cookies and then she keeps it in those jars that she actually reuses. So yeah, that's very really good. Yeah, I love that. Oh, she's so sweet. She makes us cookies and she puts them in these jars and they're like maybe old peanut butter jars or something like that. So instead of going out and buying a jar, she'll just clean her peanut butter jars and then put cookies in them and give them to friends and family. So I think it's really awesome. Yeah, and you don't even have to buy it. I mean, you're buying the peanut butter, so you're already paying for it. But then you get the charm. Exactly, yeah. How many how many jars have we thrown out that we could have been using? So there's a hack. If you have any jars at home, you can use it to store things. Yeah, very good. So what's the last tip? Number one. Number one. Number one. Growing your own food. So there are companies out there like VeggiePod, which allow you to grow your own food at home. We live in a one-bedroom apartment, so there are some little kind of veggie pods that you can buy that sit on your kitchen countertops that don't take up a lot of room or even sit on your balcony if you don't have a lot of space. But one of our friends, Amy, she actually has a veggie pod in her house and it's pretty cool. She's able to harvest a lot of fruit and veg from her own veggie pod and she says that the food tastes even better than store-bought and there are no chemicals on it because it's all, uh, yeah, All organic. Yeah, it's very good. I've seen two types of things. There's a veggie pot that you put kind of outdoor and then it gets sun. But then because it's like closed, you get like good benefits that keeps the heat and everything. Or you have also those veggie pot that have a light or LED lights again. Mm. <laughs> and then this basically like grow your veggie indoor anywhere. And we used to have that for like basil or any spices and it tastes so much better as it well. It does, yeah. So I think it's good like if you have like the room to put it and want like really nice spices or herbs, that tastes better. It's an infinite food hack. Infinite. Yeah, you can just keep on making your own food and the more you make it, the more your money you save. Yeah, and you can reuse like, if you have like compost, you can use like food scrap or anything to make your own compost. In our office actually, they have like free compost and like system, which is really good, but you can make that and then infinite even more. Yeah, actually it's really cool. In our office, they have this compost bin, so you can put in all of your food scraps if you don't finish your lunch or if you have banana peels or whatnot, put it in the compost bin and then it makes compost and then we can get free compost from our office. I just think it's such a smart system and I think it's definitely worth doing in other places is if there's anyone listening to this podcast, maybe something you could implement in your workplace. Yeah, it would be very good. Or even like, you know, in apartments, if every apartment had something to grow veggies, And then that would be really useful. I know. How amazing would that be? I feel like that would be like a dream city where you would have the top floor, just a veggie garden or fruit garden. And then everyone could just like grow their own food and it's all sustainable. Maybe one day we'll get there. Yeah, maybe one. I think nowadays, like, you know, before you had to grow food in the ground and that takes a lot of room. But now they do like, you know, stack of salads or anything. So they don't need actually the the ground to to be, to grow the veggies. So that's going to help to have like warehouse 
of fruit and veggie or even in apartments. Yeah, it's really cool. I was looking at a video. I think in Singapore they're starting to do a lot more of that because in Singapore it's a small city island and they don't have a lot of space to grow things. So they often rely on other countries to export their food from places like Malaysia, Vietnam, other neighboring countries. But in order to grow their own food, they're starting to build up their own little kind of like mini warehouses with multiple levels of food. And yeah, all organic, all sustainable. It's really cool what they're doing in Singapore. Actually, fun fact, um, they have this massive garden with super trees. You've probably seen the photos of Instagram on Instagram where they have these big flower domes and things like that, big waterfalls. It's all actually sustainable because they have these super trees outside, which are actually massive solar panels. And they actually feed the indoor garden all of this food. So it's all air conditioned in the indoor garden, but it's all used from the super trees and the electricity that they provide. So it's all a self-sustaining ecosystem. So it's actually where Pablo proposed to me. That's right. Yeah. Eco-friendly proposal. I know, yeah. Um, my family is also in Singapore, so I know a lot about Singapore. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very cool. And I think we have some bonus tips, five actually. But before that, make sure if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe for next week. We have these travel hacks. I think we're excited for that one. Yeah. And notification so you don't miss it. First one, Queenie, bonus tip. Bonus tip. Okay. Switching off the power when you're not using it. I know it's pretty basic, but try to remember to do it. Yeah. And if you even use like this, you know, auto switch on off, like based on the time of the day, even faster. Hand drying your clothes. I think in the US, everyone is using a dryer. But in Australia, I think when I arrived here, what was interesting is most people don't use a dryer and hang clothes, you know, out in, in the sun. What do you do, Daniel? Do you hang your clothes or do you dry them? Uh, I, I don't have a dryer at the moment, so I don't really have a choice. But sometimes, especially coming into winter, um, it is a bit more difficult to uh, dry clothes in the sun. But it's definitely definitely a good environmental frugal hack for sure. Mm. Yeah, I, I was so against getting a dryer. Pablo always wanted one and I'm just like, no, I'm not spending hundreds of dollars for this thing that we don't even need that consumes electricity. But actually in our apartment, they already had a dryer there installed. So sometimes we do use it for towels and things like that. But I don't like really using it because, yeah, I'm just used to hang drying my clothes. Old school. Yeah, exactly. It's good for the planet too, you know, why not? It is quite a uniquely Australian thing. Like it, it's very, Australians, a lot, everyone, they just don't like, oh, I'm not going to use the dryer, just, just hang it outside. That's what, if, that's what you were saying as well, Pablo, like when you first got here. Yeah. It's whereas I think most places in the world now, if you have a dryer, you use the dryer. Yeah, I think because here apartments are bigger and there's more sun, it's more hot. So you are more likely to use that. But in, for example, Paris, where I come from, you just like if you start drying your clothes in your apartment, you have like half of your apartment that's gone, so you have no more room. So I guess more space, more sun. But yeah, yeah, very true. I would also say yeah, Pablo's hack: using natural cleaning products and making your own. Good for the planet. Yeah, good for the planet, and make sure you check benchtop or you know, like check on the product basically if it's suitable for cleaning whatever you clean but you can buy like at burnings or wherever like these spray bottles for five bucks and then you actually like put one maybe for kitchen one for glasses one for the floor whatever and then you have that like infinite 
uh, system of like a very cheap cleaning product. Mm, very cool. Next one, eat less meat. Yes, yes. So as we know, eating meat it does have more of an environmental cost than eating vegetarian or vegan. So if you can eat less meat every couple of days, we actually had a meat-free day, meat-free dinner, meat-free dinner two nights ago. Our fav- Okay, this is one of my favorite frugal meals. It's like a tomato vodka pasta and I love it so much. I think it only works out to maybe $2.50 per serve and it's so good. I actually made it for my friends and they were like, oh my gosh, I don't even miss having protein in here or meat in here. So maybe that's one you can check out on one of your meat-free nights. Yeah, very good TikTok pasta, vodka pasta. And actually last week we were going to this 50% off food we're going to tell you how it went. We actually got 50% of food. Yeah, we do. Just make sure you read the T's and C's because we didn't get 50% off the sushis and the raw foods because that wasn't included in the 50% off. So if you do book through first table, make sure you read all the T's and C's. Yeah, and Daniel, you're going there tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm using uh, because because we were talking about it last week. uh, Me and my girlfriend are going out tonight and I'm using first table uh, to make the booking. So, yeah, I'll see, I'll see how it goes. Very good. And Exciting. I think we have maybe affiliate codes for like getting like a, a bit of credit if you want to try it out. Yeah, yeah. $5 for you, $5 for us. So, win-win. Next bonus tip, Kuni. Investing ethically and sustainably. So, there are a lot of ETFs out there on the market that have ethical and sustainable companies in them. So, for example, just have a look and see what ETFs there are out there on the market We've invested in some, for example, FAIR, which is an ethical Australian ETF, um, ETHI, which is an ethical global sustainability leaders ETF, and there are a lot of other sustainable ETFs out there in the market, so definitely check it out if you are investing. Yeah, very good. Any tip, Daniel? Uh, yeah, I've got a good one back on the topic of food. Um, everyone, there's always vegetable scraps when you're cooking, uh, like if it's onion peels or the ends of carrots or garlic peels, things like that. Um, if, if you do have the time for this, chuck everything in a, in a um, little Ziploc bag, put it in the freezer, and once you've got a big bag of stuff, you can uh, chuck that in a pot of water and boil it for a few hours, and then you've got your own vegetable stock, and it's a lot less uh, waste um, with the vegetable scraps as well, and especially coming into winter, at least in the southern hemisphere, um, having some homemade vegetable stock is probably not a bad idea. Nice. I honestly love that tip so much. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.